Um, it's been in my heart for a while, and um, I've been ignoring it, and I talked to the pastor about it, um, and I was seeking in prayer, and just, God, open this door. If this is your will, open doors, and so here I, <laughs> here I am. So um, I thank God for this, and I thank God, um, honestly, for Brother Willie. He is so knowledgeable of the Bible, um, and he's such a blessing to me because he's, um, from time to time, he's been helping me. Um, with different scriptures. If I can't find this, I'm like, can you help me find this? So he's uh, well knowledgeable. Um, I thank God for him. Um, Today we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, and this is laid heavily on my heart um, pretty much since I was 17. And um, I'd like to tell you about my testimony first. Um... About five years ago, I was involved with um, investigations with the paranormal, and this was five years ago in January, I started getting so involved with um, ghost hunting. Um, I watched the Travel Channel, I watched them, how they did it, how they used technology to um, contact the dead. Um, I was not right with the Lord at, at that moment, so I just said, you know, whatever, I'm going to try this and see if I can contact the Spirit or whatever, and so as time moved on, I started getting in-depth with it. Um, I started to contact more of my friends, my cousin, even my brother, which he was, oh goodness, way younger than me, um, and so we started the investigations every weekend and it started to become more and more addictive because we were getting answers from things out there which we thought were ghosts, but I will get to that momentarily. Um, so one night I was watching... Um, called Ghost Adventures, is on the Travel Channel. And what they do, it's four guys that go to the most haunted places in America. Um, hauntings and demonic um, entities, which, you know, are stationed in these houses or whatever. And um, as I, more and more I got to watch it, I was like, hey, why don't I try to contact a demon, which was... Um, not so good. <laughs> and, like, again, I'll get to that point. Um, and so, I think it was a couple years into it, I started getting, you know, signs in my heart. I guess the Holy Spirit was definitely hitting on me, saying, this is not right. You are not getting into this. But I was like, forget this, God. I'm going to pursue this, something that I can honestly physically see at times, and looking through photos on the internet, looking through, you know, eyewitness accounts, and um, I just ignored God, and God started to speak through people in my family, and saying that, you know, Ben, this is totally dangerous, and just completely off limits, because you don't know what you're getting yourself into, 
And again, being stubborn, I just ignored it because this, you know, nothing's going to happen to me. Um, so in January, five years ago, I was emptying my pockets. I just got back from Walmart. And during that week, I was provoking whatever was out there. I went to several graveyards um, by myself, um, some with my brother, and was provoking, if anything is out there, come touch me, come talk to me, whatever you want to do. Just use me. And so, honestly, that was really stupid of me. (laughs) And sorry if I use stupid. I don't know if we can say that on the preaching, but um, in a nutshell, that's what it was. And I got back from Walmart. Um, It was like around 9 or 10 o'clock. I emptied my pockets, and I just felt like this heaviness in my room and like something was watching me. And I just couldn't, like the door was right here, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get through it. Like physically, I could, but it's just like a wall right there. But, you know, I walked right through it. And so I was turned here, and I was emptying my pockets, and then I felt like something was right there behind me. And I was just like, I turned around, there was like no one there. And my dad was in the, in the living room, and my brother was in his room. And I emptied my pockets, in my pockets, you know, whatever. And then I heard something go, deep breathing by my neck. And I jumped up, and I was just like frozen in place. And then it breathed again. It was just like this deep breath, and the breath hit my neck. I kid you not, I jumped up, I turned just white, just white. I was scared to death, and I literally did not go into my room for about, two or three months, because I was so scared. Um, my dad's like, well, I told you you shouldn't have messed with those things, and I was just like, okay, God, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I threw away everything that had to do with ghosts and everything like that, and there's no such thing as ghosts. There are demons. There, are, there is a constant battle between good and evil out there, and I know it sounds like a fairy tale, but it is truly, there is a war going on, and I'm, from stuff that's going on, it's starting, the devil is starting to manifest himself more and more through all these shootings, through all these just unknown murders, just, you know, a guy waking up, stripping, I watched a video on YouTube, he stripped, just completely nude, and then he ran around, and then he shot someone just to do it, and he was interviewed by the police, and he said, I didn't hear anything. The only thing that I heard was pop, pop, pop. I don't remember anything else that was going on. Um, but again, that is my testimony. And I can say rededicated my life to the Lord to follow him. And God has used this event to open my eyes to what's really out there. It's not just, you know, drug dealers, murderers out there. There is an unknown invisible battle um, as we speak. Um, so what is spiritual warfare? It is war between Christ versus sin, spirit versus flesh, right versus wrong, good versus evil. Um, the memory verse I'm going to read would be Ephesians six eleven through 12.
probably know this is a really popular one. I've used several times. Okay. It says in verse 11, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, we're not just fighting overseas with guns and armor and everything else. We are constantly battling the flesh and against spiritual wickedness. In my generation, I think it is hitting very hard um, because we are so exposed to sexual temptation, drugs, alcohol, um, and we're pretty much in the spot now where being a homosexual is okay. And it's not okay. It is not. And honestly, I never thought you can put a hen and a hen together and, you know, make eggs, you know. It's just nonsense. And I will stand by that. Um, In our lives, there's the bodies battling between pleasing the flesh, our desires, or the spirit, God and his word. So, what this is saying is that we have a choice as human beings to either follow our desires or follow God's word. And during this day and age, like I was talking about in this generation, people have twisted the Word of God in saying that it's okay to drink, it's okay to have sex out of marriage. Yeah, should catch myself. Um, it's okay to, you know, not forgive people. It's okay to hate people. You know, it's okay to be a homosexual. And so, and Pastor Ken, like he was saying before we started, (laughs) it's no joke. We are waiting for Christ, and he is coming anytime soon. And we have to be prepared. And I cannot stress this enough. I can feel it. The pastor can feel it. I'm sure all of y'all can feel it. And the devil is really working. And he, I don't, I'm not giving him praise, but he's working specifically in different things. If this thing doesn't work, he keeps na- nailing it, nailing it, nailing it. And one thing that he is really good at is the mind. I don't care what struggle you struggle with. The battle up here is the worst. 
It is the absolute worst, and it has been my downfall several times. But by the grace of God, I pushed through. Um, I'm going to read this book. It's um, called The Mind is the Battlefield. I got it from my aunt, and I've read a couple pages of it, but this one really stood out. Um, the devil is a liar. Jesus called him the father of lies, and all that is, is false, John eight forty four. He lies to you and me. He tells us things about ourselves about other people, and, and about circumstances that are, not, that are just not true. He does not, however, tell us the entire lie all at one time. Now, when we get to the point where we start believing these lies, from my experience, it turns into worry, and it's in steps, too, because he manifests and he feeds off of that. Worry starts to worry, anxiety, anger, bitterness, hatred. And to the point where you're just in a very deep, deep, dark hole. And I've been there. I'm getting back to our battles with the flesh. In Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he, said, and, but he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh them taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. You know this thing, when you tick the devil off, <laughs> he's going to keep coming back. He's saying, you know what, this is not going to get you. I'm going to throw, for example, this you know, woman right in front of you. You know, she's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, and then, for example, you know, hey, I you know, struggle with anger. Oh, what about this guy? He said this to you the other day. You know, he, you know, why should you forgive him? So he just keeps nailing you with all these things because he knows his time's up and he's a coward and he's a failure and he's a liar and, you know, his time's up. So, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh them up unto exceeding high mountain, and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And Jesus is not going to do that. 
Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship, worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou, be, shalt thou serve. And I believe when Christ, he was struggling, but he did not sin. He kept pursuing, he kept pursuing. And this talks about, if I'm not mistaken, Philippians, press toward the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We are called to press on. We are not called, to, you know, when we get knocked down, we are not called to sit there and just, and just sulk and just whine and cry and go to people, oh, can you just, you know, pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you, but you've got to get your butt up and do something. And I have done that. But I realize that it takes work to be a Christian. You cannot just say, you know, God, I'm saved. That's it. I'm going to heaven. No, you've got to work. You've got to have patience, 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 patience. <laughs> um, and you've got to trust the Lord which I know as human beings it is so hard to trust the Lord and be patient. And by the grace of God, he I don't know how He puts up with us, but He loves us so much, and I don't think we'll ever understand that love He has for us. I mean, we know He does, but we would just never, like, I'm not saying the right, Name right. I get those two names. Paul, Paul, Saul, Saul before Paul. Paul, he murdered people. Now, like, yeah, he murdered Christians. Like, if I went up to Brother Ken and I murdered one of his families, he would probably be very, very angry. And I'm probably censoring a whole lot. <laughs> but seriously, he probably couldn't forgive me. I'm, I'm just saying. How God can say, hey, you murdered my people. You're breaking my heart. But you know, I love you so much. I'm going to change your name. You're going to change history through me. And I look back on that. You know, the stuff that I struggle with, it's like, it's almost embarrassing because like, God, you've, touched this man who murdered people and still used him. And times I've whined and cried because like, oh, God can't use him because I struggle with this. No, that is absolutely wrong. That is a lie of the devil. And that is that. I'm going to turn to Matthew 26, Then saith he unto me, unto them, My soul is exceeding, exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into the temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
And in a nutshell, yeah, we, our spirits are willing. We want to do the work of God, but it's like, whoa, that is out of my comfort zone. Definitely. I don't want to go there. I want to stay in this little bubble and not move. Well, if you're serving God, then you better get used to popping that bubble. Because <laughs> I've done it. All of y'all have done it, I'm sure, at some point. And either way, he's going to have his way. All right. I'm just going to skip to that. Because I'm just going over the, the battle with the flesh. So how do we win for the spirit? Spiritually minded. We are to subdue the flesh, which means subduing means to get control of and wear the whole armor of God. In Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. If y'all can, I'll just read it if you don't want to. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, underline always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Two key words there are perseverance and prayer. Perseverance and prayer. That's, that's what we need to do. Um, when you're wearing the full armor of God, I believe that you're given complete Like complete vision of when Satan attacks you. And this is when discernment takes, in, takes place, which uh, discernment, if you don't know, is an amazing gift from God, and it has helped me several times. Now, we can't... Well, I'll just ask you this. Can we wear only one piece of armor? No. We can use that piece of armor, but we are to wear the whole armor of God. Now, what's the devil going to say if you're just wearing a helmet? Okay, I can attack his mind, but I'm going to attack his heart. I'm going to attack his soul. I'm going to attack everything else below. I might even just take the helmet off. You never know. You never know. It might make you take your helmet off. Um, so what I found found out that... In battle, if there's a chink in the armor, if there's an open space, the devil will target that out, and before you know it, you're dead. Spiritually, yeah. We need to have discernment to target out these lies that the devil pulls. And I had this sermon on here. Well, I'm just going to say it. And discernment is, well, my version, Brother Ken, if you can help me. Um, discernment is, as it says in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, 
test to see the spirits that they have from God, testing all things. I think it's a verse as well. Test all things. Um. the armor. Okay, keeping our bodies under control to the spirit. We are by resisting the devil. This is how we can do this. How to how do we win for the spirit? By resisting the devil, which is in James 4 and 7, where prayer, fasting, and communion with God. And for communion with God, we Luke 4, 13 to 13 through 14. If you want to look into that. And what is communion? If you don't know what that is, communion is a Christian ceremony in which bread is eaten and wine is drunk as a way of showing devotion to Jesus Christ. Now, just a side note, if y'all didn't know. And how to avoid temptation. 2 Timothy 2.22, and I'm going to read that. I don't have a, a laptop or a tablet, so I got to the old fashioned way. <laughs> okay. Something to Second Timothy 2 and 22. Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And if I can scrunch this down, because now we're running out of time here. There's absolutely, positively one thing that the devil cannot touch, cannot steal, He can try to mimic, and that one thing is love. Love. Jesus Christ is love. The devil cannot manipulate it any way possible. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really feeling it. Because it's coming. I feel it. It's coming. The last days are coming. And we have to prepare ourselves mentally. Underline that. Mentally. Most of all, spiritually. We are to have discernment. We are to love people, even though if they don't love us, that's a hard one. Aren't we called to love anyway? How can you love someone that lies to you? Cheats on you, steals from you. It's hard. Yeah, God did it. We are to mimic Christ. We aren't never going to be Christ. But we are to pursue Him with perseverance and put on, goodness, I want to say faith, love. Whatever it is, I just lost my mind. But faith and love, we... Because we have to 
do all these things because it is just so crucial now because I'm feeling it. Like I said, I, I, I'm going to say this a million times. I can feel it. It's coming. And the devil's trying everything. He's going to reach them. He's going to reach, if they have kids, they're going to reach them if the rapture does not come. He's going to reach these children here. Now, what we're supposed to do as an adults is to raise these kids right. Raise them in the dating area. We're supposed to raise them you know, in school the right way, all centered in Christ. And I honestly have fallen into several things because I personally didn't want to follow Christ. But now that I realize it, that God, if you don't have God in anything, if God was not in this, this means nothing. And this is what I was praying. I was like, God, I will come up here and absolutely say nothing if this isn't of your will. And no, how I talk, I ramble about all kinds of things, but it all ties in together. And we are supposed to raise these kids, take care of ourselves, because God is coming back. We have to stay prayed up, suited up. And most of all, we need to stay together. We should not have no strife within this church or any other Christians outside of this. You know, let's see me and Danny get into it. It's just your face. It's funny. Um, like, and then I struggle with something the next day, and he's like my only outlet. You know, what kind of brotherly love is that? We are supposed to be called together to be together, the body of Christ unified, like a hill of ants. What do ants do? Divide and conquer. You can't, a little tiny ant cannot take on this huge grasshopper and it's kicking everywhere. Ants need to stay together, work together, and conquer it. And so we need to stay together. We need to have love. We can't have strife in this church or any other church. I'm not picking on this church. I'm just using an example. And when we walk outside of these doors, we need to have the same face on that we have in here. We have to have it when we leave this church. Because the battle is not here. It could be here, but it's out there. It's at your job. It's in your home. You work. Well, job and work. Um, could be with a spouse. You have to keep God. The closer we get to this thing, people, we need to really not just pray to God. We need to just be a sponge and soak up everything because if we have even one chink in our armor, people, the devil's going to see that. We have to stay prayed up. In Zechariah 4, 6, you can, I'm just going to wrap this up a little bit. Um, by my spirit, says the Lord, we cannot do nothing without God. It is by His Spirit that we do these things. You can do it yourself, but it's not going to work out like that. It might work out for a little bit, a little bit longer, just like that. You stopped following my will. 
You did it your own way. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to sit back and just watch until you're ready. Because God is a gentleman. He's not going to push nothing on you. He gave you a free will, which sometimes as I struggle, I'm like, God, I know you gave me free will, but I really just need, tell me what to do. <laughs> just, just please, just tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and I will wrap it up here, these last things. Um, last note, God loves you no matter what you do. He is there to forgive, encourage, strengthen, and never leave you or forsake you. He promised these things. Hang on to God's provisions. And I took care of a patient. She was 93 years old and just felt so drawn to talk to this woman. And um, several statements that she made was God still in control. And just remember, people, I've only known this woman for one hour. God's still in control. And she was talking to me. Give God your hand in it. And everything that you do, give God your best. Give him your hand in it. You have no life without God. Go live your life and be happy. And she kept repeating this over and over and over and over again. You get out of life what you put into it. And as a Christian walk, you get out of it what you put into it. And like I said before, we need to work on it. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so, if I can narrow all this down, and I, as I speak, a lot of times I tend to repeat myself, but we have to stay together, people, because I'm not any better than anyone else. I'm not, I'm not no huge prophet, some super spiritual person, but I feel it. I feel it at work. People know I'm a Christian at work. And some of them don't like it. Don't press that on me. Oh, you're just... Not, this is one they, they work on. No, don't judge me. Do not judge me. All the time. Don't judge me. And that honestly kind of really gets under my skin, but I just got to realize, love them. Love them. And if you can't love them, you pray and ask God to help you love them. <laughs> and so, time's cutting short. And we got to stay prayed up, love, full, full armor of God. Stay together. We got to do this, run through this together. Because in the end, God's already won. So, so I thank y'all so much. And I thank God, most of all, for providing this time for me. I thank Brother Willie again for helping with finding verses and getting things together. I thank all of y'all for loving me so much. I don't talk much, <laughs> as you know, which, you know, because I'm always, like, you know, trying to hide. But, but um, I do appreciate this church. I love y'all very much, and I'm so rooted in this church. Thank y'all very much.